Welcome to People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose is a podcast of inspiring people whose stories help you see things differently, live with intentionality, elevate the way you participate in the world, and take the necessary leaps in your life to seek and find your passions. Come with us and develop the courage to wholeheartedly pursue your purpose and unleash your truest potential. Will I be working for the rest of my career, the next 40 or so years, for 11 hours a day? Do I want that? Surrender is the way. Listen to what the universe offers. Take the invitations from the universe and understand that it's all arranged in a way that my mind cannot comprehend yet. People have a trouble asking for help. People have trouble formulating a specific asking. So I realized that by helping them with that, I clear the space. I create this open space of almost like a marketplace of askings and people willing to fulfill them. As I said, life happens now, in the now, in this moment, and your beautiful nervous system, this beautiful vehicle you've been given to ride this lifetime in, knows exactly what to do. Alexander Keenan, the efficiency guy from Amsterdam, is best known for his stress-free work system and for the companies he founded, Guyanet and Win Mastermind. Both platforms serve to connect and unite purpose-driven individuals in co-creation. Win Mastermind is a business network where purpose-driven entrepreneurs share their knowledge and network, while GaiaNet is a social network where mission-ready, heart-driven individuals connect with disruptive projects to build a new earth. Since Alexander discovered personal development in early 2008, his life revolves around learning and self-optimization. Since January 2019, Alexander lives his surrender experiment, inspired by Michael Singer, always returning to the now. He has learned to let go of unproductive thinking and open himself up to the beauty that surrounds us every day. His big vision for GaiaNet is that it functions as a doorway from the 3D to the 5D world. Inside GaiaNet, it feels like home. Soul brothers and sisters unite in a place with no judgment where everyone's authentic self is celebrated. Getting to interview Alexander Keenan was quite a treat today. It was a very special experience to be able to really understand a lot more about purpose because he's situated so in the center of it as as someone that facilitates a network of purpose-driven individuals. What he's working on is absolutely inspiring. The way that he's called to serve and surrender with his win mastermind is very much at, at the core of kind of what I want to be doing with people of purpose in the short term. And then what he's working on with GaiaNet is definitely in alignment with my big life project where we're bringing together people to live in community under a new paradigm with a whole new set of ways that we live life that's much more shared it's much more co-creative it is abundant it's happy it's alive this is exactly what i want to be working on i feel really blessed to have met someone like alexander and i know that you'll be blessed to be able to listen to this episode so with that i know that you will enjoy today's episode with today's person of purpose alexander keenan Hello, Alexander, and welcome to the People of Purpose podcast. Wonderful to see your smiling face here today. Thank you, Tanner. Good to see you again, and uh, I look forward to having a meaningful conversation. 
Yes, of course. So we got to meet each other. I think it was maybe six weeks ago or something. And a little bit before that, I sent you this long message on Facebook Messenger about why you'd be a great fit for my podcast because of what I what I researched about you. And you know Don Horta, who's a a previous famous guest on People of Purpose podcast. He's the first guy to go talk about these living communities that are so near and dear to my heart. And then since then, I've gotten to know a lot more of your crew. Your crew. I interviewed Holly Woods. I'm going to interview Carolyn Zettler very soon, um, perhaps Julia in the future. Um, and then I came onto your mastermind, the Win Mastermind, and I had I received a lot of value from there and really liked the warm energy in that space. And you just seem like someone that finds joy in connecting people to go build things that that help, you know, purpose have have impact and be manifested in the world. And I, I think that's really, really neat. And I'm really excited to kind of understand your background, your story, which I don't really know fully yet. And then uh, geek out about, you know, the ways in which we can really capture purpose through through a network and through, you know, projects like Gaianet and, and things of that nature. Sounds good. So you get this nickname. I, I noticed you advertise yourself as the efficiency guy from Amsterdam, best known for his stress-free work system and for the companies he founded. How did you get this nickname and wh- why is this so integral to your purpose? Yeah, um, th- this is what people come to ask my help with. So apparently this is part of the role that I'm playing here on this planet. Um, I I wasn't always the efficiency guy. N- not, not at all. It's really a skill that I learned. Um, if I go back in time... 12 years. I'm 35 now. 12 years ago, I was 23 and I had just graduated uh, from university, a master degree in business. And I moved to Prague, Czech Republic for an abroad experience. One year in a big company, Accenture, big corporate. Um, enjoying uh, my time abroad. And that's that was my first real office job. And what I realized really soon in that office job is that even though I had 18 years of education, some critical parts were missing, (laughs) totally missing. Um, As I started working in the office, suddenly I would receive uh, a bunch of emails. That's why I had to manage inbox. Nobody ever trained me or told me how to do that. I had to manage all the tasks, all the commitments that I made to others. I had to deal with colleagues. I had to deal with bosses who would maybe not always communicate so clearly. So there would be all these real life issues, real life work issues coming at me. And mm-hmm. um, I realized I need a solution, especially after I got uh, my promotion. Actually, I got three promotions that first year. Um, so I was still 23, almost 24, when I was leading a team of 18 people who were all older than I was. And so that's where the stress came in. I had to work 11 hours a day for an extended period of time. It was like, I don't know, two months or something. When I did this little reflection moment and I realized a couple of things. I realized I've been working 10 to 11 hours a day for the past two months. It gets harder and harder to get out of bed in the morning. Mm-hmm. I went from going to the gym three to four times a week to one, well, twice if I'm really lucky. 
and I didn't see any perspective in terms of receiving less work, lowering the workload, especially right. once Accenture discovered that I get it and I get things done and I solve stuff that other people cannot solve or don't solve. I knew I'm just going to get more work. So I asked myself this question, will I be working for the rest of my career, the next 40 or so years for 11 hours a day? Do I want that? It didn't take me long to realize, heck no, (laughs) no way, no way. This is not my life. My life is not meant to be in the office for 11 hours a day. And so that moment I I took action. I knew something has to change. Something has to change in the way I do things. It was around that period as well that I got in touch with personal development. Mm -hmm. When I grew up, I never knew that there's such a thing as how-to books. I thought there's boring school books, there's novels and comics. I had no idea there's how-to books. So a whole world opened up to me. I realized, wow, I can do and become anything I want. So if I want to be efficient, if I want to manage my time well, let's study that. So I I just bought and downloaded everything I could find. Brian Tracy, Tony Robbins, Stephen Covey, just to name a few. And I started implementing. And that's the moment when I realized there's a couple of very simple things we can all do to be much more efficient. I'm talking two, three, four, five times as productive. Simply because we understand how to manage our priorities. Will you work on thing A or thing B? Which of those two creates most value? You you need to make the trade-off consciously first before you decide which one to work on because else you're living by coincidence, not on purpose. So there I started to discover the power of efficiency and time management. Took me about two months of studying and experimenting to get out of overtime. So I was back to the eight hours a day as it was in my contract. I was the only team leader in the local, in Accenture Prague, who didn't need that overtime. I received the highest performance ratings, both from uh, the leaders and from my teams, two best leader awards as well. And I had plenty of spare time to do other things I love. So as I realized the power in that, and as I realized that time is really uh, the scarcest resource, well, actually it's attention, but let's let's say it's time for now. Um, I realized this is the superpower. The, The better I understand how to manage myself, the more consciously I decide which priorities to work on, the better questions I ask myself to define what are the lowest effort, highest effect activities that I can think of. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now I learn learn the skill that makes everything easier. If I want to live my dream life, my most beautiful life, self-management is the place to start, I realized. So from that moment, I was just geeking out on everything relating to efficiency, time management. Overall, I studied... I was counting recently 15, 16, 17,000 hours. Every moment I got I was listening to audiobooks, podcasts. I was reading, experimenting, trying things out. Psychology, time management, communication, leadership, management. Just to make sure that 
I would um, create maximum value in the time I have and uh, be very strategic about how I plan my life and how I fulfill my duties. Wow. Yeah, that's beautiful. And then, so you, you were using, it seems like your personal development path came from working in, in your career at Accenture. What, what, who was it or how did you get directed to that path? And then how did that start to transform into an understanding of your purpose beyond just your career? Yeah, I, I remember the moment when personal development was introduced into my life. It was February 2008. I was just in Prague for three or four weeks. And I was speaking to a Belgian girl named Marike. She was also living in Prague. And we were out in a bar together with some other colleagues. And she asked me a question. She said, Alexander, can I ask you something? I said, yes, of course. She said, I'm worried. My boyfriend is still in Belgium while I am living here in Prague, Czech Republic. We're good, but yesterday he told me something. Yesterday he told me that he's reading a book on how to pick up girls. I'd be worried he'll be cheating on me. <laughs> I, I don't remember which advice I gave. It's probably bad advice anyway, but I do remember thinking, I need to get that book. <laughs> I didn't know that there's books on that topic from age 15, 16 till 23 in that moment. I've been like going out, partying, hanging out with friends, but of course also being open to meeting nice girls. No strategy, no training. I didn't know that it was a skill. Hmm. I just thought it's something that happens or doesn't. So when you ask me what is the defining moment where I switched from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, that was it. That was a moment I realized I can do and become anything I want. I just need to find the expert or define what I want, find the expert in the area and do what he or she says. Beautiful. I think I remember this was also Don Don's introduction into personal development. Were you guys doing this together? No. Reading these kinds of books and, and practicing this together? No, no, we we uh, we were not doing this uh, together. But he uh, he told me about it as well. And I think this has been the the path of of many others. It's just you're 23 single. I mean, what do you want? It's just one of the main needs or desires you have in that period. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Cool. How did it work out for you? Mm. You have a you have a partner or anything right now? Um, right now, no. I I was married, so I'm right now. I'm uh, divorced. I divorced one year and three months ago. Wow. We we were married for three years together for eight. Um, most beautiful girl from Czech Republic, in my eyes, at least. When I was 23, she was way out of my league. When I was uh, 27, I was uh, the prince on the white horse uh, to her. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's cool. Um, I noticed that you you mentioned in your bio that you've been living your surrendered experiment since 2019. I this book has come up so much on the podcast and in just you know my travels and things. I've still never read it. So I think that you've finally pushed me over the edge to download it on Audible and get started next week. Um, 
what is your surrendered experiment? How do you how do you explain that and how does that kind of connect into your purpose? Yeah, so my, my surrender experiment means that my goal all day, every day, it was my only goal for 2019. And again, my only goal for 2020 is to surrender. And what I mean by surrender is to surrender to the moment, the now, being in the present. Like Eckhart Tolle says, all there is is the now anyway. Mm-hmm. So we're either thinking or we're present. When we're thinking, we think about the past or we project the past into the future. The reality is it's all in our minds. Nothing new is there. It's just reciting what's already in our system. All the new information, all the experience, all the value is in the now. So what I learned from Michael Singer's book, The Surrender Experiment, learn to flow with what is. No judgment, no expectations, just full acceptance and flow. Do the right thing. Follow your heart. Trust your gut. Trust your nervous system. This body system knows exactly what to do in every moment. It's the thinking that gets in the way. Right. So how this shows in reality is people will feel that I am way more present. Some people are a little bit intimidated by my presence because I stare them straight into the eyes. <laughs> and... When I'm with myself and I notice I'm thinking or worrying or whatever's on my mind, I realize this is thinking. It's not real. It's just my brain generating thoughts. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Don't believe the thoughts. Don't have a discussion with the thoughts. Just let it go. Bam. Step into the now again and flow with what's happening. Right. It's hard to explain. Um you need to experience to really sense the the depth and the right. profoundness of this experience. So I'm underway one and a half year now. And so far, I'm just going to continue because it's been the most beautiful, profound, insightful, complete one and a half year of my life. Deep, meaningful. And so far, I haven't found a better strategy yet. So just going to keep doing this until something better comes up. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. I remember I did a 10-day 10 10 day Vipassana meditation in, in Thailand. And that was where I experienced like ultimate presence. There were several points where it was just like, I feel everything about the wind on my body. I feel exactly what I'm feeling inside. And I don't want this kind of connection to the now to really end and then it will, and then you come back to it. But it, you have something to orient yourself to forever. I do now, which is, which is so beautiful, and I feel so lucky about that. And yeah, I, I agree so much. It's very hard to explain it, but it's just this feeling that, you know, you're right here doing exactly what you're destined to be doing, and this is your, you know, you are your purpose is unfolding right in front of you, and you can watch it all. You don't need to make up these things in your head. It's it's here. It's now, and. This is where the richness of life is felt. Yeah, totally. And I, I must add to that, that when I started on my personal development journey and I would hear about these, these, you know, these principles, it was just too far away for me. Mm-hmm. Somewhere I felt it's probably true, but it just felt woo-woo and far off. And 
you know, it's been at the horizon for many years as I was growing, as I was doing personal development. And it really feels that one and a half year ago, I was ready to, to, to start living this. Kind of feels like, I don't know, a, a next level or another dimension mm-hmm. or a deeper layer of this whole existence. So I don't know how much you want to go into it, but I also noticed you said you got divorced around the same time. It sounds like that you started this surrendered experiment. How did the two kind of coincide with each other? Yeah, I mean, <sighs> January 2019, when I started the surrender experiment, actually how it began was Christmas uh, 2018. I, I was doing my yearly zoom out. This is a moment with myself, yearly zoom out taking some distance, sit on the moon and look down at at the world and my year. What went well this year? What didn't go well this year? Um, What do I want to improve or emphasize next year? All these questions. And I was setting goals. Something didn't feel right in my body. I felt whatever I'm writing down right now, a date and an amount of clients or an amount of workshops I want to give. Um, it just didn't ring true. I'm like, I can make this up in my mind and then force my way through for the entire year. But it, that's not how the universe works. It's forceful. And that's a moment I realized surrender is the way. Listen to what the universe offers. Take the invitations from the universe and understand that it's all arranged in a way that my mind cannot comprehend yet. I just need to show up and pay attention. In that moment, January 2019, my wife and I, we were married for almost three years at the point, and we were in an IVF program. So in that moment, I expected to have children or a first child with my wife be a parent by the end of 20, uh, 2019. Wow. That process wasn't successful. In the months after, um, yeah, we we tried to pick up life, and but just some things weren't right between us in the way we communicate, the way we communicate our boundaries, our expectations, our needs. Um, a couple of big fights came up. Yeah, listening to my body in the moment, the signal was very clear: get out of here. My body said, get away from here. You're being accused. You're being screamed at. And yes, she can't help it. Yes, her emotions are overpowering her. Yes, I love her to death. She's a sweetheart and she's not being herself in this moment. But my body is telling me, get out of here. So I had to listen to that. Decided to take a break, go to friends. We spent a couple of weeks apart, did counseling. But the first time we were together in a house again after six weeks, Again, a fight within a couple of hours where she broke every rule we just agreed at the counselor's office. Wow. And I knew it's it's done. I took a couple more days and then I looked her in the eyes and I told her, listen, I want a divorce. I don't believe in us anymore. The hardest thing I ever did. And oh, my God. Yeah. So sorry that you had to go through all that. That's rough, man. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> I'm sure someone has like wisened to purpose and life and with the kind of network and community you have, you, I'm sure you've been doing a lot of intentional things to really examine that trauma as it's forming and get yourself 
on a, on a new path. And that's what I want to want to talk about kind of for the rest of the interview um, is just kind of wh where you are right now and what you've done um, since this like big turning point to be able to kind of capture, um, recapture yourself in the fullest way and kind of, you know, outline where your purpose is headed and what you're working on now. So yes, is that where you want to go next? Or you have anything more you want to say about, about that time of your life? Yeah, no, that sounds good. I mean, I made the decision and it's been the mm -hmm. toughest decision of my life. It's also been the best decision of my life. Yeah. Because what happened yeah. afterwards is pure magic. Um, what happened after that moment is I could focus fully on myself, mm -hmm. on my own flow, be in the moment and follow my own internal guidance system. No expectations of people around me, virtually nobody to take into account. And with that freedom, it has set in motion an avalanche of happenings, of events, of new connections, new people. It set off the beginning of Win Mastermind. Until that time, I was mostly focused on workshops, coaching, training in, in the field of efficiency, team management, people management, self-management as a freelance activity. And in the back of my mind, I had already started to design this, this um, entrepreneurs network where entrepreneurs would just come together with the intention to give, with the intention to share what they have, who they know, what they know, understanding that when we all share, we all win big time. Definitely. That was growing in the back of my mind. And as I had that freedom, I started to, uh, yeah, I just followed my feeling. I realized after a couple of weeks, I didn't spend any time on the efficiency business. My heart was pulling me towards that vision of that network. I was like, I had zero euros in my pocket. No money, just a big mouth and a big heart. And I started doing events, organizing networking events. Speed date networking was one of the concepts. So inviting really? entrepreneurs and just put them opposite to each other and, and instruct them. Say, okay, you're with a stranger now. Ask him or her these three questions. These are, these are called the three power networking questions. It's about extracting maximum value with the time we have. When you meet someone and you want the meeting not only to be, to be fun and feeling good, but also relevant and valuable, train yourself to always ask these three questions. For all the entrepreneurs, business owners, freelancers listening, you want to get better at networking, just ask these three questions everywhere you go. One, what is your business? Two, what are you looking to achieve in the next two to three months? your main short-term goal. And three, what do you need to get there? Now you understand someone's needs, someone's wish list from the universe. Maybe you can fulfill some things, maybe others. But the power is here is when you collect these insights from dozens of people, you start to see how you can mix and match which other person can fulfill specific needs. So the speed date networking was an event where I would show people the power of sharing, the power of coming to give. Mm -hmm. Seven people on one side of the table, seven on the other side. You have four minutes, ask these questions. You have four more minutes, now switch roles. Now you have one minute, exchange contact details. And one side moves one seat to the right. 
So like this, people would meet seven new people in an evening. Every time at the end of the event, I asked by raise of hands who met at least one valuable new connection today that you will stay connected with, that you will follow up with somewhere in the course of the next week. 100% score every event. Wow. It's great. All people are good on the inside. All people love to help. The issue is in the asking. People have a trouble asking for help. People have trouble formulating a specific asking. Mm-hmm. So I realized that by helping them with that, I clear the space. I create this open space of almost like a marketplace of askings and people willing to fulfill them. I did all these events. I tried different formats, different pitches, different membership offers, online networking, offline networking. And that's how Win Mastermind started to take shape. Right now, today, we have 45 members from 14 different countries, all of them purpose-driven. I vouch for all of them. They all went through a selection process. Mm-hmm. I know or I've seen that they are the type that comes to give, that comes to add value instead of take value. When we have online masterminds, online group discussions or offline, I pay very close attention to how people make me feel. When people add energy to the situation, when I feel better after meeting someone compared to before, mm-hmm. I know it's good to be around a person more. When somebody takes energy from the situation, takes in too much space during a mastermind session, talks too long or comes with his own agenda instead of serving the group, I know... I'd rather hang out with the people who do get it. Mm-hmm. That's the basic premise on which uh, Win Mastermind is created. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. And what is it about Win Mastermind that kind of captures your sense of purpose? Like, how, I guess, how, how, do you, how do you wrap up your purpose? Like, what is, what is your purpose and why is it found more in this mastermind model than it was in the efficiency management side of, side of things? I think the the efficiency side is a skill that I mastered, um, really mastered to a Champions League level. And that is very, yeah, that's value that I can pass on. What I'm doing now with Win Mastermind is I'm literally being, I'm from doing to being in that sense. Um, My personality type is INFJ. Myers-Briggs I'm talking about, INFJ, Enneagram Type 4 Individualist. This is all about um, understanding who I really am. It's about a very high sensitivity, sensitivity for myself uh, in terms of how I feel my emotions, and also sensitivity towards others, feeling their emotions and understanding who they are, what they want. It is very, like my type is known for seeing greatness in others and finding the greatest joy in seeing others succeed. That's who I am. That's how I'm designed. That's how my mind and body are designed. Mm -hmm. That's my purpose in this world is to be that person that sees the greatness in you and helps you see it in yourself. Mm-hmm. It is to be that person to facilitate those deep, meaningful conversations that come so naturally to me. But hey, I'm INFJ type. That's 
1% of the total population, for the other 99%, all these meaningful conversations, they don't come as naturally. So it only makes sense that I facilitate it, that I say, hey, try asking these three power networking questions in your conversations and see what happens with your business, see what happens with your relationships. Right. And then how did you, how can other people learn through you about how, how, how you came to understand how your body is designed and so forth um, in a way that's so central to your purpose? Like what awareness of your own purpose did it take to, to know that this was it, that you need to facilitate purpose-driven entrepreneurs to have meaningful conversations? Yeah, man. The only real advice I can give to anyone listening right now is design your next experiment. What's your next step? This has been a journey, a search that has been going on for well, 11 to 12 years. And I, I feel right now I found more alignment than ever. And there's still steps to be taken. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, when you asked me the same question about my purpose, I would probably have a different answer that was very true at the moment with what I knew back then. Mm-hmm. But there's always more alignment. There's always the next step. So I would encourage every, anyone listening right now to see this as a journey. Um, I think it's pretty dangerous to define your purpose in a sentence and then hold on to that sentence for the rest of your life. Right. Of course. Definitely. It's a journey. It's a path. It's, there's always new, new evolutions of it, new influences on you. Um, and like you said, I believe it too, the, the surrendered part of life is really important. It's like, where is the calling coming from? Where does that calling get louder? How can I lean into that more? Um, it seems to be it's taking the courage to step away from this fixed idea of your purpose or fixed idea of your path or fixed idea of even your personality. All these things can change over time, depending on you know how much you do lean into that that calling to go on a unique journey that's only to you that's you know feels so central to your heart and soul and all of that seems like you've tapped into that yeah i until uh, two years ago it's mostly been a mental journey i lived my entire life up in here in my head <laughs> and my body was just used to to carry my head around from point a to b to where, to where. <laughs> it's it's been since last year, one of my mentors was staying with me, John Christian, he's 71, an artist from the UK, also a very spiritual man. And as we were sitting in my living room, he, uh, he asked me a question. He said, can I ask you something? I said, sure. He said, why are you afraid to feel? I said, well, there's a question nobody ever asked me before. <laughs> Why do you think I'm afraid to feel? He said, well, I can see it by the way you move. When did you recognize it? He said, first moment we saw each other at the airport. Why are you afraid to feel? Well, first of all, what me to do? <laughs> um, so that moment I started to feel. Every free moment I found, I turned my attention inward instead of outward what's going on in my body what do what do i feel i started to with my mental eye look on the inside what do i feel in my belly what do i feel in my arms what do i feel in my heart in my legs etc how does that feeling thing work Mm -hmm. 
So the past year, I realized that connecting to this body experience has helped me so tremendously to be present in the now, learn to read my body's signals. As I said, life happens now, in the now, in this moment. And your beautiful nervous system, this beautiful vehicle you've been given to ride this lifetime in, knows exactly what to do. It's designed for perfection. The way, the Tao, is about doing the things that come easiest. The path of least resistance is also the path of greatest result. Mm -hmm. But we need to listen, not to our thoughts, but to our body signals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's finding my purpose is a matter of constant realignment, Mm -hmm. constant reflection. What works, what doesn't work. What feels good, what doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. Do more of this, do less of that. Design the next experiment and reflect. Design the next experiment and reflect. And that's how every experience is a bit more valuable and a step in a direction of alignment with who I really am. Yeah. Yeah. And then how is it going when you start to experiment with people and you're, you're experimenting with people that claim to be purpose-driven in, in you know, their entrepreneurship endeavor? That must be a very, really unique crowd to like really become an expert in. You know, that, that doesn't, doesn't, people have all these for, sorts of personalities and baggage and histories and experiences and places they think they're going. What are there any like truths or principles that, that uh, you'd say you've kind of uncovered about how purpose driven people um, can kind of give and receive the most value in, in your mastermind? Yeah, that's also a continuous search. Every person is different. And if I now think about the collection of members, they're all such a character. <laughs> they're all a little bit weird. <laughs> yeah. Because they're all on a journey to being themselves. The more you, you become yourself, the less normal you are. And these people, they come in all different shapes and flavors. Um, like, for, first of all, um, I learned, or I, and I am still learning to watch people's actions, not their words. It's very easy to train yourself to say the things that the other person wants to hear. And I fell for that a lot in the past. Now I look at their actions. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Second thing is um, the bottom line is always about energy. Does somebody give me energy or does somebody take energy away? Mm. And it's by constantly monitoring these things, reflecting on these things, and also sharing it openly, honestly, that I start, I calibrate and I find out better and better who is really the ideal Win Mastermind member. What is Win Mastermind really about? Mm -hmm. And what is the type of people that we're looking for to make this network stronger? Right, right. Thank you for listening to part one of this interview with Alexander Keenan on connecting and uniting purpose-driven individuals to co-create a new earth of harmony and abundance. Be sure to listen to next week's episode as we wrap up our conversation with Alexander, talking about what is Gaianet and why it is an extension of his purpose, his disruptive projects and the new earth that he is envisioning, as well as ways to attract top mentors and consultants for big projects and goals, and his thoughts on fully engaging in your purpose while taking income, money, and finance into consideration. 
And lastly, listen in for his three truths about purpose. In the meantime, if you're an entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur and Alexander's message resonates with you, I encourage you to visit his website, winmastermind.org and register for a free virtual mastermind session. I recently joined Win Mastermind and it's absolutely incredible getting to connect with entrepreneurs from all over the world. Alexander plays such a hands-on role facilitating these groups and he's made himself available for several one-on-one calls outside of the group call. Highly recommend it and I hope to see you inside.